Hello, 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 and welcome into another episode of the Campus Visit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jackson. You guys can find me on Twitter at DeviMatt. Excited to talk more outside the top 100 Devi prospects with you guys, C2C prospects. But I can't do this by myself, and I'm excited to bring in my co-host, um, my, my brother from another mother, Adam Lewis. Adam, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? Oh, oh man, doing great. Uh, weekend was awesome, man. Uh, actually, this this weekend was, was a heck of a lot better than it had been the last couple weekends. But, uh, you know, no, normal Saturday with the kids, but uh, Sunday was a good day. Uh, we went up, hit up uh, a Gator baseball game for a little while, and uh, then we spent the afternoon with uh, the Gator offensive line um gator the uh our new offensive line coaches uh shannon snell former offensive line cooked up some barbecue um and my son wore out basically every offensive lineman and the coaches trying to throw him passes uh for about three hours um with the event that we uh you know sponsored with the gator collective um had a good time with the athletes there they were awesome so sunday was a good day finally got home about nine o'clock kids passed out um, my daughter was doing flips all over the indoor practice facility and my kids running routes on the 50 yard line over the gator head with, uh, the offensive line and throwing the ball. So I had a good weekend. <laughs> so what was, what, what'd you guys end up growing up? Oh, I, Shannon brought Shannon, uh, Snell brought the heat, man. He's the, you know, he's the head pit master over here at the original Sonny's barbecue ever. Um, he had, we had. Special mac and cheese um, from his recipe, which is awesome. Uh, we had a potato salad. We had wings from his smoked wings from with his recipe. His relationship ribs that he always puts on when people come up. Um, and then he made a killer dessert, a a strawberry uh, dessert uh, that's just it's like a strawberry shortcake, but with his own design. That man, I couldn't stop going up and getting more cups of um and and he, he gave everybody an o-line size plate trust me and i was still stealing my kids stuff uh, <laughs> they were now trying you, to now you me make out, me hungry man. and i just ate food like i don't know oh, it was i just i just started working out like i've been i've been taking more care of my body the last two weeks i've decided to really get into fitness get into working out consistently i've been waking up at 5 30 every morning going to the gym before work and trying to take more care of my body but you you got me here wanting to have a second dinner so you're gonna make me you're gonna make me want to have a cheat day man i can't be doing all this dude i'll tell you i, I you know it's funny is i started doing the same thing i was like you know what i needed to start getting away from a couple of things starting you know hitting back into eating a little bit better but this, this week sunday wasn't it um which was fine with me but like i said man you know this oh my god it was it was best stuff and my wife started saying you know my you know, Adam makes some really good wings. You guys should have a wing off. I'm like, I am not having a wing off with with Shannon Snell, by the way. Who's using? <laughs> he goes, he goes, no, it's okay. He's like, we'll do it. He's like, he's like, your wife will win the most because she gets all the wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> Here's the question though: You said your daughter was running routes. What's her What's her forty time? Oh no, my son was running routes. Your son my was running was routes. What's his, What's his forty time? Slow, he's my son. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish it was faster. He's got that um, Elijah. He's got that Elijah Holyfield forty. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what? He, he and what was funny was uh, I, a couple of times I'm like, hey, can you can you back off throwing so hard at our offensive lineman? Because if you break a finger, that might be a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he's rocketing it, and, and several several of them said, "Hey, man, he's got an arm." Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was it was fun. Now my daughter was out there. She's a she's a uh, a gymnast, so she's sitting there doing. Watch my seven cartwheels turn into a backflip. Um, you know, and, and and I'm like, can we not do that? 
without how you're dressed. Let's just wait for a minute. Um, she's hitting the practice dummies and everything else. So Adam said yeah. over there, if I try to do a backflip, he'd break his spine. Oh, dude, yeah, no, I she can. Um, you know, they they were having a good time and it was a great day, man. And I'll tell you what, you know, the the, the guys there were awesome. Took pictures of the kids, had a lot of fun. Um, no, dude, it was a great day. Um tiring at the end of it but uh you know couldn't have had a better couldn't have had a better weekend man it was good time we got to hang out with everybody and uh i said you know talked to some of the coaches that came in our off you know our new offensive line coach rob sale he used to coach to the giants through the football with, with my son for about 30 minutes and my kids over there catching the ball and diving at the pylon in the indoor practice facility and jumping up you know he's you know we talked to him before he, he loves to get out there and, and do his little thing you know so um literally as we're sitting there he's still like i don't want to go yet i said we're turning off the lights like we're with this last people left to leave <laughs> um and then uh monday he wakes he's like my arm's a little sore i'm like yeah that's what happens when you throw for three hours you know i saw um, big dog i saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but you know it did good and uh no it was, it was a good time and uh it, it, a lot a lot of fun and yeah that's, that's what it's all about man i think a lot of people you know, don't think about these 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 college athletes as as who they are. When you really get to sit down and have conversations with them, man, it the, you realize you realize a lot of people just forget that they're kids playing a game, you know, and they then they love it, you know, and, and they love the attention, you know, they love people just talking to them and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm a normal person, you know, um, which is which is you know really good to see, and and they are, and they're awesome people. You know, every one of them, all good kids, and 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 it was a really good time. So glad we were able to to be there and help sponsor these kids and and uh, help you know work out and have fun. You know, well, I tell you, speaking of playing football and running some forty times and stuff like that, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's going to be a, quite a few guys running some forty times here coming up tomorrow. I guess is the day. Um, by the time this podcast is released, all those forty times are going to be run by then. Um, yeah, so there, there's, there, there's an NFL combine for those of you who don't who aren't aware coming up this week. And there's a guy, there's a few guys that have have a lot to prove this week and some guys that can help their stock and some guys that can hurt their stock. So, Adam, I, I kind of begs the question that I want to come to you and ask you um, who, you know, with, with the combine coming up this week, um, there's, you know, not not much other news in college football um, going on right now. We're in the middle of the offseason. Um, news is kind of shallow. So I kind of want to have a little bit of combine talk and I wanted to discuss with this with you. Um, who do you think um, if you had to hazard a guess could, could either benefit their stock the most this week or, or actually hurt their stock um, the most in the combine this week? You know, I think there's a couple of guys and I think there's a couple of guys who are making smart moves by not doing certain drills. Right. Um, when you're sitting there and you know who you are and you've already got certain things, um, why, why risk it, right? Certain times because we've seen some people fall for no reason, and then you've got a lot to gain on certain innings. You look at a quarterback. Um, I think Matt Corral has got a lot to gain um, by by being there this week. Um, he didn't. He wasn't at the Senior Bowl, right? Um, so now he's got an ability to be there with all these other guys and be side by side. You know, and we've talked about this in the past talked about twice, you know, with, with Sean McAvoy on here, that when you get some of these guys side by side, that's when you really learn what they can and can't do. Right. Um, and I think Matt's got a lot to prove and I think he can show out. And I think he can raise his stock. He's already been looked at highly, but I think he can put it up there. Um, I think Malik Willis 
is already a guy that's already shot up. And I think by him showing up and throwing with guys that are not his guys, I think will only just help to solidify what, what you and I have seen with him um, and have talked with Sean on as far as his throwing ability and things like that, right? So when you look at a quarterback, I think you, you look at, at some of those guys. I think Carson Strong, um, the big issue for me, a lot of people say, hey, he's going to shoot up because people are going to see him throw and do all those things. But that's never been really our issue when we've been looking at him and scouting him. The problem has always been the medicals. So it's really interesting to see how they clear those medicals because as we talked about before with that that knee, it's not just what everybody says is that he tore a knee and, and had it, the ACL. There's some other issues that are going on there, you know, bone-wise and other things. How do, how how is that looked at by some of these teams and, and, and how does he turn out? So, you know, if he gets a clean bill of health and he's throwing like we've seen him, Hey, you know, he he might get 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 drafted a lot higher. I still don't like him as a prospect for looking at fantasy purposes because he offers little to no rushing, um, and and I don't know where he goes. I think that that might be a landing spot position for me, um, but he can he can definitely help himself, um, you know. Um, and also, you know, as far as wide receivers go, uh, you know, you and I were talking off, off air. I think a guy that can help himself because everybody loves speed um, is Tyquan Thornton. And, you know, I, I know that he will run faster than anyone thinks he will run. Um, I saw, you know, people discussing whether, you know, props and stuff like that, you know, and Fusu was talking online and, and he put out Tyquan's going to run the fastest. And I agree with him. Um, and I, I don't say that from anything other than I watched him in high school and at Baylor and you watch him on tape, the guy is, I mean, he's a track star from the start and his track times reflect onto the field. Unlike some other guys, um, you know, he's thin framed, which is not always the greatest thing for me. Um, some other people, but you know, Anthony Schwartz ran well. Um, and he's shown when given the opportunity in Cleveland that you get him the ball, he'll do what he can. Tyquan Thornton can be that same exact guy. So, I think some people might fall in love with that speed. I think, and I think you look at some of the running backs. Um, you know, they're going to look at the speed. You know, is Spiller fast enough? You know, that's one of the the, the, the talking points out there. How does Kenneth Walker run? Um, you know, Brees Hall. These guys, where are they going to fit within within that system? Right. Um, so some of those guys, I, I think you you really need to pay attention to and 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 what people look at. Um, you know, another guy that I, I'm excited that I think is only going to help himself again a second time. He already did it once at the at the Senior Bowl, but I think he's going to help himself a second time at running back. It's going to be Damian Pierce. Um, I think, and I've already read and heard, he's already blown people away in the weight room. Doesn't surprise me um, because I, I've watched it and seen it, and he's been underused since he was came to Florida. Um, but I think you're going to see him run a little faster. I think you're going to see him do very well this combine and i think you're going to see damian pierce go a lot higher than a lot of people had before um and i think you're going to want to grab him um and because i think he's going to get i think he's going to get good capital i really do and if he gets good capital the thing about damian pierce is he's a much better running back than what he was used i mean florida as you can allude to florida horribly misused the running back rotation, and he he was not used the way he was supposed to. I think he's going to be one of those backs that you can get in the second, third round of your rookie drafts that's going to prove to have way better value 
than, than what you're going to have to pay for him. I mean, he's going to rise up. We've already seen him rise in the senior bowl, and he's going to rise even more. I mean, some other guys, I mean, you talk about, you know, guys like Malik Willis, I think, can hold steady. Um, guys like Matt Corral, I think this is a huge week for him. Um, he helped his stock by not playing in the senior bowl this year. Um, I mean, that, that plain and simple, he was one of the guys that didn't play and everybody else fell because they did play. So he, he helped his stock by not playing. I think when we saw him in season, everybody had him at QB one and then the season ended and all these other, we got to see all these other guys practice and play. And for some reason, people stopped, stopped remembering what kind of player Matt Corral was. And he started following in these mock drafts and started following to QB two, QB three, um, I, I saw him in some mock drafts at QB4, um, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so people are going to start remembering who Matt Corral is. Um, he's going to slide back into that QB1, I mean, QB2 area. I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. I think medicals are huge for guys like Carson Strong, guys like George Pickens, um, we didn't mention. Um, he came back oh, yeah. from that ACL um, this season um, really, really quickly. Um, but he, he didn't really show the explosion, the usage that he did um, previously. I think this is going to be a really, really big in uh, combine for him this year. Uh, just I want to see some testing numbers, some explosion numbers from him to make sure that he's all there. We know that he's going to be a contested catch machine, but can he get separation? What's his three code like? Um, can he can he sink the hips? I mean, what, what's his separation like? I mean, that's something that I'm still a little concerned with. Um, another guy running back wise that I'm really interested in too. Uh, we talked about it all fair is Arizona State's Rashad White. Um, a guy that's really elusive in open space, dynamic ball, ball catcher, a guy that can break free and is just absolutely gone. He's one guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago on this pod that I was just all over, and I think he's going to provide some really huge dividends in your rookie drafts this year as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have a lot to prove this year, but medicals are, are going to play a big part this year, more so than they have than they have previously. I mean, Medical-wise, too, I mean, look at a guy like Jamie, Jamison Williams who just tore his ACL yep. at the end of the season. I mean, medicals are going to be huge for Jamison Williams, too. Does he get that first-round draft capital? Does he sink to the second round? You know, I, I wonder how it's going to go because uh, look at Jalen Waddle, right? So that was the concern with him, but he ended up being perfectly fine and having a phenomenal year. So do do teams look back and see what Jalen Waddle did and that he was okay and maybe we should have jumped up even though he got drafted high? Okay, but still there was, quote, the concerns. Does that alleviate those concerns when you see something like that? I'm I, I'm interested to see how NFL teams look at that. I mean, I think it might. I mean, we're getting now nowadays into the draft circle where ACLs aren't as scary as they used to be, right? I mean, medical has mm. advanced to the point where you can rehab in, from an ACL in under nine months. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So I mean they're they're not nearly the death sentence to wide receivers and running backs that they used to be. Well, I mean look at Acres with an Achilles. I mean Achilles used to be more. a death sentence to running backs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's an, another guy that uh, you know actually um, completely under the radar. I think that could improve their draft stock and people might want to look at on the quarterback position, um, and that is Dustin Crum out of Kent. Um, I think this guy can really improve what people think about him um and see what he's got i think he's got some i think he's got talent um he's not looked at at all you know you and i both talk about people that are way outside right um is he a guy that's going to go in the top two rounds and 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 be there i I don't think so but do i think he's a guy that can raise his stock and (laughs) be in those mid rounds and then produce at the at the nfl level i really do 
So I think he's a guy um, interested to watch at what he can do. If he can show out and show off what he can do physically and with these other guys, it'll be interesting to see you know what what teams think of him. To be honest, I mean because you know there's a lot of knocks on 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 a, on a lot of these 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 positions. To be honest, no one's high on any running back. No one's high on any quarterback. You know it's really the wide receivers that a lot of people are high on, right? And outside of that, it's kind of you know let me go to defense, offensive line, all those. But there are a lot of guys in this in this class that i think are being overlooked at all those positions i mean we go out to corral i mean where is he what did he do to fall from where he was before other than not play um in a senior bowl which he just couldn't you know um or wasn't invited or however that that worked out you know i i forget the exact nature of it but you know now the the argument about matt is you know, he played in, in, in Lane's offense, and this is what he was told, and he runs this, and he does that. The one thing that no one has ever said is that he doesn't have a great, compact, awesome delivery, right? No one's ever said he doesn't have an arm, okay? Um, so I'm not sure where a lot of this criticism comes in with him. Um, I mean, sure, is he perfect? No, Um but is he a guy that should be knocked down behind some of the other people that are being talked over him? Absolutely not. The kid's always been a gunslinger. He's got an arm, can throw at all three levels, who moves around, who knows what he's doing, who has only improved since he was a freshman, clearly learned from his mistakes before, um, and gets what's there and has a rushing ability. So when we're talking about, fan, you know, we're talking about NFL versus fantasy, I still think he is a guy that fits both molds, right? But fantasy-wise, he's a guy that offers you the upside of the rushing where you have the others who don't. Um, and that's, you know, truly my, my break at, at at one and two between him and Malik is that rushing, you know, will it, where their landing spot is and then the rushing ability. And those are my, my two guys. And, you know, Sam Howell's right, right behind them um, it, with the t- those top three. And then, you know, after that, I'm interested to see kind of where landing spots are because um, I just, you know, I've never believed in Kenny Pickett. We've talked about that before. Um, it took him five years to really put the, together a great season, and and anybody can put a, a great season together with Jordan Addison. Um, and I'm, I'm going to bring that don't up. Don't sugarcoat it. It took him Jordan Addison to put together a great it took season. Jordan Addison, right? Um, guys got, you know, the joke on Twitter the other day is he's got three sides, you know, Three sizes, two small hands, and Traylon Burks. I mean, but I mean, and I don't even look at that when I look at it. What I look at is a guy who's, if he didn't produce the numbers he did this year, like uh, we'd be looking at him like, how did you not, right? With how long you've been in a system, how long you've been a quarterback, how long you've been in college, how long you had Jordan Addison. So, you know, I, I, I guess he, maybe he can shoot himself up if he can do some stuff. Um, but you know, and people like him cause Hey, he went to pit, he put up the numbers. He's a big guy, you know, as far as stature, but you know, I, I, I'm still not a fan of that. Um, but you know, I, I think there's a couple guys that, that can hear there, but you know, we talked off air. I think overall, I think this class, when you're looking at them, unless someone really tanks the bed, um, you know, look, Drake London probably did the best thing he could is not run the 40, Right. Um, because if he runs a bad time, then he hurts himself. Um, 
go run it at your pro day. You're going to have better. We all know how to manipulate those times when we're all looking at it. We know how to add them now. But why run it if you don't have to? He's already being looked at. We already know he's good. Um, but all you can do is knock your draft stock. And when you knock your draft stock and you knock your capital, it hurts you. Because as we've learned, first and second round picks easily get more time. No matter how bad they are, they get the time. So you need to do what you need to do to get in those times so you get that extra time. And I think it's important, too, to, to recognize that the 40 time, there's a difference between running fast in your underwear and running fast on the football field when you're wearing pads and cleats. Um, Dalvin Cook is a perfect example of that. But football speed is much different than underwear speed. Dal- Dalvin, I believe, runs faster with pads on. I'm convinced of this. If someone could run, if someone could take him running the 40 and then putting on pads and what he runs, I can, I'm, I believe that his numbers and his miles per hour is faster with pads on. For some reason, he just runs it. I don't know. But I will tell you that right now. I've said it from, I mean, I've watched Dalvin from when he was a smaller kid and that he is always just excelled no matter where it is. So, you know, again, and that's how you have to look at it. But teams look at things differently. People look at things differently. But that's why I I tend to look at everything as a whole. I know you do, Matt. That's why, you know, I think you and I are, you know, in lockstep on a, on a lot of guys um, that you, you look at the all round. What did they do? Right. Um, and, and where what did they do when once they got in the field? Because there's a big difference. No. And just just kind of wrapping up this conversation about the combine, too. I think it's important to note on the topic of like double counting stats and double counting things. Um, It's important not to, um, if you believe that a player is not agile or not fast, um, don't let a a bad 40 time, a bad three cone time, bad explosive numbers count twice in your evaluation scores of a player. Um, If you've already knocked them for this once, don't knock it for them again. Um, I think a lot of people can go wrong in their evaluation of players and get evaluations of players wrong um, for this process of double counting. So that's just something I kind of wanted to mention before we dive into tonight's topic. Definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. So as you guys kind of know, the topic of the show, this is not new. We are talking outside the top 100. We are talking incoming freshmen um, on a, on a break uh breakdown a a show sheet list episode of tonight's pod i've got i'm looking at the show sheet tonight adam i've got 70 words on the show sheet right now <laughs> we're we are going very show sheet list but i am not worried because i know that me and you can sit here and just talk crap we can talk football without a show sheet so i'm not particularly worried about it i know that we've got some really awesome outside the top 100 players that we want to talk some really awesome outside the top or 100 freshmen that we want to talk. So why don't you go ahead and give me your first outside the top 100 player um, that you guys, that you think our players or our uh, listeners should have on their radar. And you only got 70. That, that's the lawyer in me. See, man, I got like 3000 already. <laughs> I, mean, I got more I got more on my phone. I just didn't put it. I, I, I didn't put you it me, on like, phone onto my thing. <laughs> I'm always worried that a judge is going to call on me and I missed something. So I got to like write down have some note next to it. You know, it, yeah, I don't think you know how much I count on you to just like fill time whenever I'm talking. <laughs> that way I can just like look up stuff. <laughs> you know, and, and, and people, and people are probably like, we're going to say like, I don't know 
what this has to do with anything. I'm, I'm literally here for fantasy. Why are you talking? But my, when my brother got married in 2001, um, I show up and uh, the matron of honor, she's got this like four page outlined, like literally like verbatim speech. Right. And she's like, uh, where's your speech? And I said, um, I don't have, I, I didn't write one out. And she's like, really? Cause I was the best man. Right. And she goes, why didn't you write it out? I said, why would I? Like, I mean, I'm, it's my brother. Like, I'm at his wedding. Like, I mean, it's easy, right? And she goes, she goes, oh, you go first because you're going to be terrible. And so I'm going to follow this up, right? So we do this. So she hands me the mic. I said, okay, fine. I go on for, I don't know, probably about 10 minutes and lay it out. I got people crying, got people laughing, doing everything. I hand her the, and when I finish, I hand her the mic and she goes, oh my God, I didn't mean to do that she starts reading her stuff and everybody's kind of bored <laughs> so i told her i said look sometimes off the cuff i'm a little bit i'm actually better than when i write all this stuff down but you know my and i'm now I'm so, so we hope you guys, guys are bored know. when um after adam finishes talking give you guys all that inside you listen to me talk and you guys just kind of turn the podcast off I'm no no i was saying the 19 year old me was much better at keeping track of things than the the 38 year old me i'll tell you that right now <laughs> But no, uh, you know, with, with the first guy uh, on my list to talk about tonight is Caden Prather, um, who's a wide receiver uh, going into a sophomore. It will be a sophomore this year at West Virginia. 6'3", 210 pounds coming in. Composite was 38 uh, wide receiver. My rank was much higher than that. I had him very in the top. Um, offers from Miami. Auburn, Florida State, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, LSU, Miami, Oklahoma, Texas. So you name it, he had it, and he went to West Virginia. All right. Um, junior season, 895 yards, 42 receptions, nine touchdowns. Team's leading scorer. He didn't play in 2019 in uh, his senior season because uh, 2020 uh, because of COVID. Um, so he ends up going to, to West Virginia. He had a huge spring game. I was so excited. I'm out there with my guy, Fusu, who loves Caden, too. We're both out there. Yes, thank goodness. Um, expecting so much. And we did not get what we expected um, in freshman year. But I put... Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but what you had too was an 18 year old true freshman. Okay. Um, on a, on a team with a staff that tends to play older guys. And I know this cause, um, just a watching them, reading them, but also, um, my, uh, in-laws are West Virginia grads. So I, uh, get to the, the purpose, the, the fun of, of, of jumping into West Virginia and knowing them, but, as a freshman, he had 12, only 12 receptions for 175 yards, but a guy that got him toward, later towards the end. Um, he needs the ball in his hands um, more than, than WVU did. Great route runner. Gets in and out of his breaks very quickly. He's quick off the line. He uses his hands very well and true red zone threat, right? Big body kid, fast twitch muscles uh, of a smaller wide receiver. So you get the big body guy with the fast switch muscles, feeder awesome, freak athlete. 
I mean, overall, just freak athlete. I mean, like I said, thank goodness Daigie has moved on. Um, they've got a quarterback battle there. Um, several guys, you know, several people want different people. I think Garrett Green ends up with a job, and I like what he can do. Some other people like some other guys. But I also, to me, um, and obviously there's some other guys they have there, but I think for me it's between Garrett Green and true freshman Nico Marischal, who I like. Um, and and I think it was, you know, I mean, he was commit, you know, possibly committed to Florida, possibly committed to Florida State, Arizona, Arizona State, and I'm going to West Virginia. Very good thrower of the football, can move on the run, fits that fits that offense very well. Think he can get him. Um, not sure if he's gonna be the guy, but long term can help. Um, but I like Garrett if he gets the ball. I, at the end of the day, when you look at, at, at overall at their wide receivers, they lose a lot, and it's going to be Prather, and it's going to be Prather's day. Um, I will tell you, you know, looking back at a lot of drafts through last year, there were some people who took um, Prather higher that, that, than he was set, I think, because there was a lot of noise. There was some noise on Twitter that he was you know, better than people were thinking. Um, but what I've seen in watching and listening and reading is people have soured on him because he only had 12 receptions for over 75 yards, right? So everybody says, oh man, didn't do it right right away. But you got to watch what he does. Um, so now I think is the time for you to go out if you're in a C2C league, if you're in a Debbie league, and go get him because people may have taken him early and you may be able to sneak him in now, but you got to do it before they start the season. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when he starts the season and he starts putting up numbers, it's just going to be over, and you're going to have a really, you know, hard time getting him. Um, if you if you're in a league that 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 hasn't drafted yet and, and he's not on your league, go get him now uh, because he's going to be a guy that puts up a lot of numbers and and you want. Um, Caden Prather is a guy that's definitely outside the top 100. He's out. You could have said this name, Adam, and you could have said that he's outside the top 200 because I just drafted him in a C2C startup that I have going on right now. Got him in the 24th round at pick 282. Just now? Yeah. No, ju- not just now. I, I drafted him, I think, two days ago. Got him at pick 282. My goodness. You want to talk about stupid value. I mean, I, I he's almost an outside the top 300 pick. I mean, everything that you said – that, that's this kid in a nutshell. I mean, explodes off the line. I wrote down great release, um, amazing footwork. Um, he creates separation with ease. I mean, his footwork to get in and out of his breaks, sink his hips is just short of incredible. I mean, he's he's got quick, twitchy feet. Like you said, he explodes through cuts. He's a physical wide receiver um, compared to his size. He's got a really huge catch radius. He can go up and snag the ball. I mean, his, his catch radius for what his size is is insane. And he's going, I mean, like I just said, pick 282. Um, he might not be going there um, consistently, but, I mean, I am feel pretty consistent that you can get this guy in the 20th round and see to see rounds. I mean, that's insane to me, to be honest. I mean, I thought I thought he was knocked a little bit from what we were going on before, but to, for him to be that, that late, no, I'm I telling you, in, in every single mock draft that I've done this offseason, he's been there in, in the late 18, 19, early 20 rounds. I mean, he's he is always there in the early 200 pick. It, it's, absolutely, you're doing, it's absolutely insane. And you're doing these with guys that, that are in the industry. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, so for guys that, that are not in here, um, I mean, take, but take that into account. This is what, what people think. So, you know, obviously when you're looking at your ADP and I'm always looking at it too, obviously you want to get the right guy that you want, but also know where the ADP is. I mean, that that's, you know, where to get, go grab him. Um, if he's going to 18, 19, just grab him just before. Um, and you're going to be phenomenally happy about that. It's absolutely right. So j- just for our listeners sake, I mean, that's going to be a fun little experiment. What's the earliest round that you would feel comfortable grabbing Caden Prather? In a C2C league? In a C2C league. Startup? Startup, yeah. Because I know I know, after watching his film where I would grab him, I want to see where you would grab him at. I'd probably take him 10. I was thinking around the 12-13 range. So we're, we're, right, we're right there around the same range. And if I had known where he was, like, if I watched this film a little bit earlier other than a few days ago before we were preparing for this podcast, I would have grabbed him earlier than pick 282 or whatever it was. I mean, I just, I just think with WVU, it, when you look at C2C and you're looking at the, what they're going to put up in college, I think he is going to be that guy for them. Cause I, and I know, and I know WVU and I, I like Sam Brown a lot over there too, who um, has been there for uh, two years now. But I think, when you're looking at the guy that's going to have to take over, it's going to have to be him. Um, and they've got some guys, and I think that they're going to do it. And you're in, you're in the Big Twelve, and you you got to put these numbers. Um, I think he's going to put up giant numbers. And and so if I was, I, that's what I'd be looking at. And obviously, I just think overall you get in a Debbie. So that's why I had him at. I, I I'd take him at ten if he was there. But I'm also a guy here, and and, and people who know me know this. I'll take a guy three or four rounds before he should go. Um, if I want him because I, I trust my evaluation. Um, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm fine with that. Um, but I also do, you know, look at ADPs because if somebody's saying consistently 20, 20, 20, I'm not going to take him in 10, even though I value him at 10, I'm going to back that out. Um, so, but I, I, I think he's a guy that clearly now <laughs> from that number is way underrated. Absolutely. So moving on, my my first guy that I want to talk about, um, the transfer from Akron to Pittsburgh, um, Konata Mumfield, 6'1", 180, finished his freshman campaign for, with 63 receptions for 751 yards and eight touchdowns. Just absolutely exploded um, from the Akron Zips. Um, when you look at what Konata Mumfield does well, um, there's a lot of things that I really like um, about, his, about his game film. He's quick in and out of his breaks. He's got a really good catch radius, strong hands to bring down the football. Um, there's some things that I want to see him do a little bit well. I mean, I want to see him sink his hips a little more. Um, when, when he's going out in routes, I like to see him sell the cuts a little more than he does. Um, and that's just a maturity thing. Um, I, I don't see him fake in and, and, and sink his hips and explode through his cuts as much as I want him to. Um, but Kanata Mumfield, I mean, there's a lot of things that I like well. I mean, his breaks, in and out of his breaks, his production profile that he put up, in his true freshman campaign, uh, he's transferring to Pittsburgh, him pairing with Jordan Addison. They've got Kedon Slovis that is transferring there. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's going to have the Kenny Pickett effect. I mean, a, a guy that is <laughs> – yeah, I was over, over there banging his head already. A guy that has already fallen in the community and is going to rise up draft boards because of the guys that he's throwing the ball to. I mean, Kedon Slovis is one of those guys that's going to rise up draft boards next year 
not because of his what he does well or because he's a great quarterback, but he, because he's going to be throwing the ball to a Bolitnikoff Award winner and because he's going to be throwing the ball to Kanata Mupfield. It's not going to be how good – um, it's not going to be how good Kedon Slovis is. It's just how good Jordan Addison is. It's how good Kanata Mumfield are. I mean, if the, I, I want a piece. I'm telling you, Adam, right now, I want a piece of this Pittsburgh Panthers passing attack. And if I can't do it, uh, if I can't get the price of Jordan Addison, which, I mean, quite frankly, if you can't pay the price for Jordan Addison, I don't know what to tell you because you can get him in the third round. And it's you're, you're paying a stupid cheap price for Jordan Addison right now for what you can get on um, production profile wise. And but that that that's that's a different conversation for another day. That's a, um, yeah. But people that aren't aren't doing that. Yeah. If you're not doing that, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're you're giving away free money. Um, that's true. But people if, like to if, do that. If if you don't want Jordan Addison for whatever reason, Kanata Mumfield is a great guy that you can get. And I'm talking the the eight nine ten rank. 10 round range and a lot of my drafts that I'm seeing ADP wise um, for a production profile. That's going to get you, um, you know, you're talking about guys that you like to draft on your team that can see a rise in draft value. Kanata Mumfield is definitely a guy that can see that this year. You know, you know, it's crazy. He's out of Georgia, um, a state with great competition. Okay. And a lot of talent. And, and because of that, you get guys that are often overlooked. And, you know, we, we've talked about this on, on prior podcasts about the guys out at Georgia. It's kind of like Florida, Texas. I mean, these are these are really good states with really good guys. Um, and I think that's exactly what happened here. His coming out of college, his offers were Alabama State, Mercer, Savannah State, and Akron. Okay, that was it. All right, um, but he played for a good high school. And when you look at some of his tape in high school, you kind of wonder why he didn't have better um, offers. Other than, I'll just throw. I'll just say I have an opinion on how these offers go out um, as far as some of these these recruiting sites, but we'll just deal with that later. But, um, but you know, Akron won two games last year, and it, it wasn't this kid's fault, right, uh, watching him. Like you said, he had 751 yards. That was 751 of the 2,610 yards they had. I mean, he had one a little, basically one-third of their yards, right, and eight of their 21 receiving touchdowns. One over one third of the receiving touchdown, almost half. <laughs> yeah, I love that he's going into this situation with Addison on the other side. You know why? Um, like we just talked about, people if they're not getting Addison, I don't know what their problem is. Because if you're if you're looking at the NFL and the Debbie wise, okay. Um, I, I I'm sorry for you. Um, but then when you look at the C two C side, I don't know which one I might want more more. And here's why. At least, if I'm looking at college-wise, here's why: you're going to get a lot of guy, a lot of teams that are going to double team or shade their coverage over to Jordan Addison, the Bolitnikov winner, right? So that leaves Mumfield over there, one on one, and he is so shown he will eat that alive. Okay, and he route running like you talk about is phenomenal i mean when you watch him as a freshman running those routes that is very difficult you don't you do not see what you saw from him running routes as a freshman typically it takes a little bit harder or it takes a great skilled person someone who's not going to savannah state running those routes nothing against savannah state but he he gets out of his breaks great he creates separation. 
with his route running. Phenomenal hands. His catch in the end zone against, I had to look him up, the Bryant Bulldogs, okay, when they ran him. One-handed in the end zone, just insane. He's, I think he's more quick than fast. Um, I don't think his, I, I haven't looked, I looked up, couldn't find his long speed. I don't think he has the phenomenal long speed, but he's qu- very, very quick. Runs in and out because I'm going to talk about everything. Um, but definitely outside the top 100. But I think he'll be jumping up. You see, I think, I, I, I honestly believe you start to see some of these mock drafts um, coming up in the next season, even before the season starts. I think you'll see him in there because of that passing attack you just talked about. But I do think, yes, and I will throw it out there, he he, and Addison will make Slovis a top quarterback next year. I People will want Slovis next year because of the numbers, and it's going to be because he has Addison and Mumfeld, and that's what's going to happen. And Pittsburgh is going to have a phenomenal passing attack. If you want a passing attack, and this is insane to say, probably prior after than Dan Marino before, Pittsburgh's got a phenomenal passing attack. The only one knock I have on him, and it's a knock that, you know, probably you and I, I think, disagree on. He's 6'1", 178. I'd like him to add some more weight onto that frame. Um, when you're looking at getting hit in the NFL, 6'1", 178, you want to be a little bit bigger. But That's fair. Yeah. That's but you fair. can, I think, he may be able to get out of that with the route running. Um, yeah. But you still want that. I mean, look at Tyreek, you know, and some of these other guys, but still, but. You, you, you wanted to have a little bit there, but the route and running. I, and I will say, too, that whole that whole narrative, well, they can just put on weight. They're still young. That that can happen, yes. But typically speaking, I mean, these guys have a playing weight that they've played at their entire lives through high school. They play at in college. It's not as easy as everybody says just to put on more weight once they get to the next level. I mean, that's not entirely how that process works. I just want to squash that rumor real quick too. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you this. I think that the, in my opinion, um, and this is simply my opinion from what I've seen and dealt with with college in watching it is this. You're going to add the weight that you're going to add probably more in college than you are from jumping from college to pro. And sadly, some of that is what school you go to and what nutrition they do and what they help you with, right? Which is why it's frustrating to me with some guys who go to some smaller schools who I believe are very good athletes or very good players who may not have the opportunities that they would if they went to a better school, right? And they had those abilities to add the extra 20 pounds because they got into a weightlifting program or a nutrition program. So when you're looking at that, you do. But what, yeah, once you get into that age and you're 20-something years old, there's only so much you can do now, right? It is that area, and that's why we have to wa- we have to watch. But I think now he's walked into another program that can add a little bit of weight. So I'm interested to see what he adds. And, and I will tell you this: I've already read um, and looked through, and 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 the news out of camp out of Pitt is he's just dominating. So with him and Addison, I just the ACC needs to be put on notice that Pitt probably will win that conference. Draft Slovis. <laughs> if you want for college, don't do it for pro. But a uh, a Dabo, you better watch out because Pitt's coming for you. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. I think they might be the title breaker. All right. Who's your next outside the top 100 guy? 
<laughs> We're gonna go with with my guy Montreal Johnson. Uh, he Montreal Johnson's running back currently at the University of Florida. The so, transfer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He transferred in. That's right. Um uh, 5'10, 184 out of Louisiana. One of my favorite states to get football players. Um as as we all talk about the it, when you when if you talk to anybody from Louisiana, um and you talk to people that are on Twitter, uh we say the boot don't bust. All right, that's what we got, you know, our, our guy Jamar Chase. We got everybody. Um I love Louisiana puts out talent, right? Um went to Desal High School, led them to their second only appearance in the state title his senior year. Um he was rated the 48th running back in the country, which was a joke to me when I watched him even where he went. Um he had he he did have offers from Tennessee, Colorado, Kansas, uh Virginia, Arizona, but he decided to stay home. Went with uh, the University of Louisiana, um, and he was a part of the three-headed monster backfield that was led by Billy Napier in the Sun Belt as they won the Nash- as they won the Sun Belt title. Um, he had 162 rushing attempts, 838 yards for five po- at 5.2 average, 12 TDs, zero fumbles. Knock on him is probably six receptions for 50 for 53 yards. But they had three backs in that offense that ran for over 300 yards. Smith, Montrell Johnson, Bailey, who is now at TCU, who transferred out. The only guy who's left now at Smith. He's And if you're in a C2C league, go grab Smith because they're running the same offense and he's the only guy. Um, but Bailey's going to be at TCU, and I expect good things from him. We can talk about him later. Um, but the lowest uh, – so he had the lowest hours, but he had nine uh, at 99, but he had the most TDs. All right. Um, he wasn't used that much in passing because they had these other guys. So I would like to see more. Um, but when you break back to Johnson's high school film, you see him in the passing game. So he can do it. I think he just wasn't asked because they had a three headed monster. Right. Um, also, he's not listed as fast. At four point five five forty, but when you watch his tape, and this is, I think, what we talked about earlier, we said some guys just they don't run faster in shorts, but they put them on a field, and you're like Dalvin Cook. Like I said, he pulls away when you watch his tape. He is much faster on the field than he is with his times. Great vision. His cuts are amazing. He comes to UF with Billy Napier. Billy's obviously going to be using him. There's a reason, okay? We talked about in the past watching um, Flores' backfield, okay? These are the guys that they have that are on scholarship. Demarcus Bowman, who's phenomenal, okay? Naquan Wright, who I love. You got Montrell Johnson. You got uh, Lingard. And then you have ETN. That's it. That's their only backs, okay? Um, that 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 are, that are on. So, I believe you will see probably one of these guys of the older guys leave. I really do. Um, and you're gonna 
really be focused on a couple of guys that are left. And ETN was the only uh, freshman that came in. So you're going to be leaning on these these other guys. Also, they've opened up the offensive line. These offensive linemen they've added, they brought in um, from Louis from Louisiana. Um, you know, one an All American at, at at guard. It's going to probably kick out uh, Ryan Braun to tackle, and they've also got just other guys who are just phenomenal with Kingsley, Richard Garage at left tackle. I could go on about their offensive line who I just hung out with who are just great guys who are going to maul. And these guys are going to just push people. And you have a coach who is committed to the run ever since he has been a coach. Um, Naquan, who I love very much is going to be hampered in spring because of his injury that he sustained in the Florida state game. Um, And that's going to hurt him in this backfield. Bowman is a different back from 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 Johnson, and I think that you will see both Johnson and Bowman eat. Johnson has a side ability and speed to be an SEC back and into the future, and I expect both him and Bowman to have big years this year and to, to get up there. But I think you're going to see big holes. I think you're going to see, like as I said before um, prior on podcast, when you're looking at percentages on how Napier runs his offense, it's gonna be you know fifty six percent run when he when he does it, but he's got backs and he's got a lot of talent here. Um, but I think that you know the cream rises to the to the top. Um, he will use these guys. Montreal is gonna have a great year this year and then an even better one his junior year. Now is the time to grab him. He is not owned in many places. I see him. He's not. He, he, he's gonna be on a lot of free agent drafts. A lot of uh. Free agent, C to C, rookie and I, or not rookie, free agent and incoming freshman drafts. Um, I love Montreal Jackson. I just got him on a few of my startups that started this year. I mean, I think this this roster is going to be a two headed monster between Montreal Jackson and Demarcus Bowman. And okay. as we talked about it off show, I've kind of hedged my bets on a lot of the, on both of those guys. I've I've drafted Montreal Johnson in a few places. I've drafted Demarcus Bowman in a few places, and. Um, I'm going to reap the benefits for both of those guys. Um, Montreal Johnson, as you said, um, great running back. He's got good contact balance, I noticed. He's a physical, tough guy, hard to bring down. Um, Mm -hmm. I did note that his lateral quickness is sometimes a little lacking. Um, I don't don't know if that's just his vision or um, – he he did – when he did explode through the hole, he did have – he did have getaway speed, but his lateral agility wasn't always there. I did note that. not completely utilized catching the ball, so he didn't look comfortable all the time catching the ball, but that's not something I'm completely worried about. He's great in pass protection, so he's going to be on the field on third down. Um, that's not something I'm terribly worried about, so he's going to get the opportunity to get third down pass catching reps. So Montreal Johnson is definitely a guy that I think you should own on rosters. That's a good call, Adam. Yeah, and I, I just I, like you said, I, I think one of the things that Billy does is he, he puts people – in the best position for what they do. So when he needed a, a, a guy to catch the ball in the backfield, he's looking at Bailey and Smith, you know, guys who maybe were a little bit better. Okay. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that he's not good. So I think that, you know, you gotta watch what they do. Um, but I'm telling you right now, we're going to run the Florida is going to run the ball. Um, and, and he's going to be a part of it. And like you said, yeah, you, I think overhead, it's going to be a two headed monster with two phenomenal guys that you want on both C2C and Debbie Ross. Yeah. 
So sticking with the running back position, one position or one player that I want to own on my rosters is Notre Dame running back Logan Diggs. Um, Kyron Williams is off to the NFL draft. Um, Logan Diggs, 5'11", 206 pounds. Uh, I've noticed Logan Diggs, um, when you're watching his game film, he's got good speed to get to the edge. Um, he's got really soft hands as a receiver. He's a really great receiver, um, pass-catching running back, and I think that's going to benefit him on, the, on that offense. Notre Dame loves to throw to their running backs, and I think Logan Diggs is going to be a really huge benefactor of that. He's going to catch a lot of passes for Notre Dame. He's got great contact balance. He's athletic and physical. I mean, I was watching his game field, Adam, and there were several plays where he was hurtling guys. I mean, he was jumping over guys, throwing guys to the side. I mean, he's a physical running back. He's athletic as crap. Um, breaks down defenders in the hole well. Uh, gets shifty. Low breaks down defenders uh, to juke him out and get around them. Um, Logan Diggs has got the opportunity, right? Kyron Williams is off to the NFL draft. There's some other guys that are that are on that roster um, that could potentially steal some snaps away from him. But Logan Diggs is the season back. He got snaps last year. And he's a guy that I'm looking to own on my roster. I think Logan Diggs is going to get the majority of those carries. And as a guy that, I mean, right now you can get, I mean, he's going in the round 15 to round 20 range again. Another guy that's outside the top 150, Adam, that's kind of the theme of tonight's show, getting close to that top 200 of guys that just aren't going where they should be that for some reason, you just I don't know if guys aren't paying attention to what's going on, but they're not going where they should be. Man, I <laughs> I got digs on a lot of teams. You know, this is a kid again, another Louisiana running back. We're talking about Archbishop Rummel. Uh, you know, the team that put out Jamar Chase and Kai Moore. Um, he was running back 35 um in last year, 16th in Louisiana by 247, which was crazy. He was a top 15 back in the class period for me last year. Um, six foot two oh six. He's added some weight. Tracking a basketball kid, which I love. You know me. I love the kids that run track and play ball or play basketball. They got several other things, right? You're right. Phenomenal pass catcher out of high school. When you watch his film, his film in in in, in high school was he could do everything. Ran up. They they ha- they have a four five forty listed for him. I think he's a little bit faster than that when he saw it. And you talked about him seeing the field this year. He saw that despite having Kyron Williams, Tyree out there, and Estime out there, which was the, the guy that everybody looked at, this this giant running back that everyone felt was so great. And yet he saw the field over them. Um, you said great vision. Lateral quickness is insane. Um, which jumps off the tape when with his cuts. Um, just he is an all-around back that has all the skills that you want. When you want to go back and look, the Virginia game, he's hitting the backfield, pushes off two defenders, hurdles another, and he ends up getting 25 yards on a play where he should have been dead to rights in the backfield. Navy, he's bottled up in the backfield. Sees a hole on the right side, makes a great cut, jump, and just burst burst through the hole. And again, for a phenomenal uh, game, he added weight that was is only going to help him because he added weight from high school and he was still running the same way he did in high school. I had to move up my rankings because he got even better than I thought he was. A guy no one was really talking about coming into the season at all. I don't know how many people own him. Period. Um, I have him in a few leagues just because I like Logan because 
I very, as I told you before, I love watching Louisiana players. <laughs> they, 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 you know, they tend to do very well. But I love Logan Diggs, um, and I think he's going to be phenomenal at, at, at Notre Dame. And I think that if you got a chance to grab Logan Diggs, you need to do it now. Because I, I just, I just looked at him round thirteen, so he's in like right there between the round one forty five to one fifty six range, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he that's he, not where he should be going. Absolutely not. There, there are guys that are worse than him that are just being talked up that are being taken. He, he, he's a phenomenal back. It, it, it reminds you know, a Shaw Clayton who ended up going to Colorado and he's back to Tulane. But you know, but guys that just get overlooked. But but I don't know why Diggs was overlooked in Louisiana. To be honest, I mean, with the team he was on, what he put up, um, yeah, he, great great for him. Um, and, and, and Notre Dame is going to use him. And I'm excited with Marcus Freeman there because I know Marcus Freeman likes him, and Marcus Freeman's going to use him well. So let's not. What do you say we talk some out or some outside the top 100 incoming freshmen? I think ah, my it's God. about that time to talk some incoming freshmen. What do you say? I'm I'm down. We're gonna talk about my, my boy from Tampa. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna talk about. All right. So we we already, if you guys you know listen to our podcast, you already know. Um, I talked about one wide receiver from uh, Tampa Jesuit High School, Jaden Gerard, who's head to Wake Forest. Phenomenal athlete. Can't wait to see what he does. Um, and now I'm going to talk about his his uh, the wide receiver that went opposite of him, Junior Van Ross, uh, because those two guys uh, to set the world on fire to get to the state championship in Florida were just phenomenal. And Junior, and just a kid um, that is way under the radar, and a kid um, that you need to be in your roster, whether it be in college, C2C leagues, or, de- and I, and, and I, I truly believe Debbie leagues. Um, he is a kid to own. So junior is five, nine, one ninety five. He was a three-star out athlete from Jesuit down here in Tampa. Um, I will tell you Jesuit just won the state title um, in a phenomenal game. Um, he's headed to Toledo. That was that was that was the uh, school he chose. I will tell you. I know from speaking with some people, um, he had at the end of it, he had some better offers and whatever. But there's some coaching ties and some other things, and he may may be a Mumfield type guy where he ends at Toledo and and next year maybe not. But uh, um, we you know we've talked about this in the past. You talk about lightning in a bottle, but this is lightning in a bottle when you watch Junior Vander Ross. Okay as a wide receiver and a return man and all around athlete. Um, like we talked about, like I said before, you know, we talked about Gerard um, and, and before a few, few pods ago, who's headed to wake and, and headlined his sophomore season with some other guys, but you couldn't keep junior off the field. Junior led the team in receptions with 50, 53 receptions, 981 yards for an average of 18.5 and 12 TDs receiving. He averaged 95. He got 95 yards rushing, three TDs, and then returned for 1,215 yards returning. This was his junior season, okay, out of nowhere because he didn't do anything his sophomore season. His senior season, he jumps out. He even brings some passing. He went one for two, um, but he is second on the team in rushing to a stud ru- running back 
that I'm going to talk about maybe next week in Jacquez Smith. All right. Uh, with 251 yards on 41 carries as a wide receiver, led the team in receptions with, in, in, with yards, 932 yards, 53 receptions, and 10 TDs. You want to have a lot of fun? How many all purpose yards did he have? He had 251 rushing and 932 receiving. What was his total? I'm not a math guy, man. Don't make me sit here and do math. I've had a long day. No, I did. (laughs) 1,976 total yards. That means he averaged another. What he is what he kicked in was 427 kick return and 366 punt returns. The kid averaged 131.7 yards per game. That's ridiculous. It's insane. When he touched the ball, you were afraid if you were on the other side what he would do with the ball. Do not no. give him the ball. Was you the other side? Why did you keep punting him the ball? What? No, there was. I, I believe it was King. I think it was. We were literally in the stands watching it, and everyone's like, "Why are they kicking him the ball?" And the uh, the other side saying, "Why are we kicking him the ball?" And he's running downfield in, in the middle of, of a punt return touchdown. Why do we give him the ball? Like it's like avoid him. I mean, go for it on fourth. Kick it out of bounds. Like, do not give Junior the the ball. I mean, that was what it was. And, and you, you even saw in the state in the state championship game. I mean, the, it was insane. Don't give him the ball. It reminded me, and I I, I hate to use this because Percy Harvin was just so crazy, and he's not that size. But it was a guy who, when he gets the ball, you if you're the defense, you don't want him to touch the ball. Period. And I, I'm I'm. Excited to see what he does at Toledo. I think he's going to blow it out of the water when you're in Toledo. I think you're going to see a freshman that you can grab and get phenomenal amounts of talent and points from immediately. And I think that he probably won't end his career at Toledo because I think he's that good. He's going to end up somewhere else because he's going to put up great numbers. It's going to be where it is. And then he's going to go off to a better school uh, in my mind. Um, because he was deserving of it, or maybe he stays and just puts up great numbers, like we did it. We we've seen it some other guys, um, and still get drafted high. Regardless, Junior Vandeross is a kid that's just a great kid. He's phenomenal. He's just an athlete, a guy that you want with a ball in his hands. Period. End of story. We we we're, we're seeing it now it, it, it explode in the NFL, like Debo Samuel. Just get him the ball, right? Junior Vandeross is a guy that even at five nine. 200 pounds you want the ball in his hands and he is going to make a play if you're the the defense you don't want him to have the ball oh no you're absolutely right every time i turned on his film every time this kid touched the ball it, it was game over i mean lightning in a bottle doesn't even begin to describe it with junior vander ross you know what i really liked about watching his film too though was the just the the all-around playmaker that this kid was i mean he didn't just wasn't just used in the punt return game. Wasn't just used as a wide receiver, as a running back. I mean, he was lined up a slot cornerback. He was lined up as a safety sometimes. Yep. I mean, this this was a kid where you just wanted to get him on the football field because he was a playmaker. I mean, that's, and, and that, that's the kind of kids that you want on your football team, and that's the kind of guy that he's going to be at the next level. He's going to be a playmaker for you. I mean, he, phenomenal, phenomenal player. And, 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 and the numbers he put up, and when you're looking at him, and I, and, you know, I get the I get the advantage of being here in Florida and watching it. You know, St. Thomas Aquinas, one phenomenal school, put up great numbers. 
one they went through, they were beating teams and great competition. It's just phenomenal what he did against guys that are all going um, to, to top schools. And, 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 you know, I mean, they had a great defense at Jesuit this year. Um, and, and it's good. He, I will tell you this. The quarterback position was was good um, enough, um, but it wasn't like he had a phenomenal quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, what it was was some of these guys just getting the ball. Like I said, you, when you had Smith and you have Gerard and you have Van Ross, but Van Ross was asked to do a lot of things, and he did every single one of them, did every single one of them very at, well. At an exceptional level. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And and a guy, like I said, I you know, I, I – I don't pretend to know how they come up with these, some of these grades and stuff, but maybe it's because he was smaller at five five nine, but five nine two hundred still is good for me. And um, even and two with that seven speed, gets it wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, with that speed, like you said, people definitely did not want to kick him the ball. We were all surprised watching some of those games why they kicked him the ball because I wasn't about to. Yeah, <laughs> if I was a coach. Well, the guy I want to talk about, you want to talk about lightning in a bottle. I think we both picked kind of lightning in a bottle, just absolutely dynamic playmaker guys. And the guy that I picked is far from outside the top 100. Um, But he's a guy that I feel like is just not talked about nearly as much as he should be. Um, Ohio State commit, Kayon Grayus. Um, He is the uh, number 14 wide receiver in his class. He's 5'11", 170 pounds. He's a smaller wide receiver. But do not let this kid's size fool you. He is every bit of a playmaker. Um, super, super fast. I mean, there's not a time that I don't see this kid get the ball, and he's not off to the races. He's not gone. Um, I've watched his film. He's as technically sound a route runner as I've probably ever seen in, in, in scouting football. I mean, I'm you're talking about the likes of like Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, coming into Ohio State when you're looking at like just technically savvy route runners. I mean, that's what this kid is. I mean, he's consistently getting five, six, seven, eight yards of separation every single time he catches the ball. And that's not because he's not playing high level competition. It's because he's that good. Um, he's got that track background, Adam. You know, we like to say we like guys have got the track background. He's got I was it. Gonna, that was going to be part of my response. He, he's got it in space. He ran an 11.35 as a sophomore in the 100. So this kid can absolutely move. He's dangerous in the open field. Once he takes a ball, he is absolutely gone. He's got great body control. He commands the sidelines really well. Um, he's got really soft hands. I mean, this kid, I mean, you're looking at it. He's the number 14 wide receiver in this class. Adam, there, there's not a reason that I can think of that this kid shouldn't be a top five wide receiver in this class, probably shouldn't be a top three wide receiver in this class based on my evaluations right now. I just I don't understand how he's not inside the top ten. It doesn't make any sense to me. The only knock I had on was obviously 5'3", 170. Um, leaner frame that I like, so that, that that's what we're trying to figure out. Like we talked about, I think, earlier, is like, can he add some mass, right? He's got to – he does have to add some weight. But like you said, love that he's a track guy, that 11.35. Also, phenomenal long jump, okay? He did a long jump. Both, and both of those traits show up on film. Great hands. That's the one thing I noticed when I – when when you told me, hey, we're, we're talking about grades, and I wanted to go back and look at him, the first thing I noticed that just jumped out at me was his hands, okay? Phenomenal hands. Um, does a gr- great job getting open, and he does a great job after the catch. Great burst, 
Love the burst off the line. Love the burst of what he's doing. I like him overall. The only issue that I had was, does he have the physicality and can he add the weight to the frame? That's the two issues that I had with him is that was it. And if you can answer those questions, then I'm going to agree with you. He should be way up there. Um, that those are the only slights that I had on him at all. And, and, and even with that, he shouldn't be where he is. That still should be higher than he's listed, but uh, that, that would be my only knock on him. And, and it's not a real knock overall than just opinion on, you know, looking at, 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 the, at that size. But like I said, when you're looking at, you know, I love the long jump. I love the track. I love it. And then, and you add that with hands. Great. If this kid can add a little bit of weight, then you are looking at a superstar. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read down the top ten, and I want you to tell me. Um, just just stop me when when I hit a name that that you think that that we should knock out of the top ten for this kid because I I can think of a lot of them. I mean, you got Evan Stewart out of Texas A&M, Luther Burden. I like a whole lot. Chris Marshall, um, Tatiara McMillan. I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Aaron Anderson, Antonio Williams, um, CJ Williams from South Carolina. I like, um, Barry and Brown. I like a little bit. Caleb Burton. He's better than Caleb Burton and Caleb Burton's within the top 10. I mean, I just, I don't. Caleb Burton's going to top 10. (laughs) Um, no. Yeah. I mean, no. Um, you know, and, and you were just talking about, look, Evan Stewart, talent-wise, absolutely up there. Where he went, I had to knock him down. Um, no, he he went with he he went with uh, you know Texas A and M and um, Jimbo's not known for wide receivers. We talked about this in the past. I mean, you know, um, they don't. I'm, st- I'm still hurt about Demond Demas. I'm well, still now you got his his his. His domestic violence. So now I'm. I'm just. I gotta throw him out. I'm not, I'm not touching him. Not touching him. But before then, I was still okay with it. Um, I. You know. No, you're right. I'm not. I mean, I look at these. I have a complete. You know, I'm looking at at, at two four sevens composite, and yeah, no, there's um, there's a lot of guys on here um, that I am not high on as much. Adam Randall's way underrated on this list. He should have been way up higher. Adam Randall is stupid underrated. I mean, he, that is he's in ridiculous. my top five. He's in my top five right now. Oh no, abs. Yes, absolutely. Um, if my guy Chandler Smith didn't go to Georgia, um, I, I I'd say you know he should be way up there. Although I think he should be higher regardless. My only problem is how Georgia uses wide receivers. It's not Chandler. Smith, I don't know if you saw um, on Twitter today um, about him t- and, and how he's performing in camp, um, but I, I was not surprised um, by the speed that he showed um, in camp already with Georgia. What I worry about with him is what Georgia uses their wide receivers with because we've talked about it. But the man hit 22.2 miles per hour um, in workouts, okay? Um, and and you're looking at a kid uh, run, running that um, who um, is 
I'm struggling here. Hold, give me six one six one one eighty. A's run that fast. I mean, he's a track star, phenomenal, um, great kid. Uh, I again, but Arian Smith, I loved, who is phenomenally fast and just underutilized at, at Georgia. Every wide receiver that goes there, you mean, we just saw Burton have to leave and go to Alabama, who they just beat. So that we all know why, right? So he can get the stats to get in the NFL. What are they doing? And that's what I worry about, about guys like Daylon Morissette, we talked about before, We who I love, who I think is, is a phenomenal talent. You got C.J. Smith. You got all these guys, and I'm just concerned at what they do. The only saving grace for me is that they have, A, Gunnar Stockton coming in to play quarterback, although next year apparently – um, they're going to continue on with what they had last year, and I don't know if that's going to work out well for them without the defense they had, but that is okay by me. Um, but, you know, they've got Gunner, um, and I think he can add to that. Um, but, you know, when, when you're looking at that, but, you know, but, yeah, I mean, you, you look at these guys and what you talked about, I mean, there are a lot of guys that, 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 that he should be, you know, should be ahead of easily um i'm not high on on luther burden to be quite honest you know and then looking at and and some of these other guys as we all talk about um so you know I, I have caden saunders much higher than a lot of people do for some reason even though he's you know he's seven here but you know talking about twitter um Chaz preston um and some of these other guys um but you know I, but yeah i mean we talked about earlier adam randall severely underrated but clearly um if we, we 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 circle back, um, this is just not. Uh, Keon is should be much much higher than he is, but you know, I think that's not too that's difficult for y'all who are who are drafting with people that are just looking at the top ten rankings and drafting off of that. You can get a steal on some of these guys, so easily. I mean, and, and you know, and, and you know, you know, you know, what's easier is follow him even further out. Like we do, you know, I know you are with me, um, you know, next year, your wide receiver one, by the way, is Jalen Hale. So if you want to get a quick head start, go, if you can draft the junior Jalen Hale out of Texas, because he's going to be your wide receiver one in your 2023 class. Just saying, and we can go from there. Dropping some inside knowledge. Well, <laughs> he is easy wide receiver one, and that ain't close. Well, well that does it for the uh, 70 word show sheet for tonight. I know that was a little more than 70 <laughs> words, uh, but we got a lawyer on tonight's show. So, you lawyers got to get lawyer in, right? Yeah, you guys, you guys got to, you guys can blame him for that. Well, Adam, why don't you guys tell, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and any final thoughts that you have? You can find me on Twitter at ADM Lewis. Um, you can find anything that we, you know, uh, my, my tweets on, on what's going on. Um, and Matt and I are, are, are going to be working on, so everybody knows a, a Patreon page, um, for anybody who's would like our rankings overall, as far as wide, you know, any, any rankings, um, our C to C and David rankings, we're going to work together, um, and have our combined rankings there. Um, as well as if anybody's, you know, looking for it. Matt and I are willing to do an extra show um, and, and throw that into the Patreon account as well. Um, and uh, I am working on and hope to have a special guest for you guys 
hopefully next week, maybe the week after, um, you know, an athlete uh, that we may or may not have talked about a couple times on the podcast who um, some people might want to, and hopefully we'll have them on here soon. So, um, but Matt and I will continue to put out the content. Um, you will continue to see from me. Um, you know, if you follow my Twitter, you're going to find some uh, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds that throw the ball well or whatever. Because <laughs> I that's just who I am. Um, I go beyond. Man, it, it's funny. You know, we started this thing out, Matt, about the uh, combine. And uh, I'm – I mean, I, I, I've stopped uh, even even watching that. at this point. I, I've got to where I know where I am. And a lot of those guys aren't going to change what they do because that's what the NFL does. They change on a 40 time. I already know what the guy can do, right? Because yeah. I've watched him since he was 16. Um, yeah. And that's where I start to go back and focus. And that's what I think me and you have, have tried to focus this podcast on is, is what you can find outside of what everybody's talking about. And that's where we're going to go. And, and I'll talk about guys that are juniors and sophomores. And you want to interact with me about anybody, just throw them out there. And and if you're a kid who's listening, um, because I've, I've gotten people who've hit me up and you want to come on or you want us to talk about you, send us your stuff and we'll be glad to look at it and, and continue talking about it. Because all I do is like to talk about football when I don't have a, a hearing to deal with. Absolutely. We love to talk football. Make sure you guys take advantage of that. If you got any questions, hit us up on Twitter. You guys can find me on Twitter at Debbie Matt. Also be on the lookout for that Patreon that we're going to be dropping soon. If you guys are interested in that in our rankings and an extra podcast episode, make sure you guys get in on that when we drop that Patreon coming soon. Um, as always, you guys can, we are brought to you by the Debbie Marketplace uh, with Kane Fasello and Shane Hallam. They record once a week. Uh, make sure to follow their Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Debbie Marketplace. Um, as always, it's good to be back with you guys talking outside the top 100, um, outside the top 100 freshmen. Um, if you guys like this, we'd appreciate a great review. Um, it's how we help get this information out to you guys, how um, we help you guys win those championships and um, get attention to those outside the top 100 guys. So make sure you guys leave a rate review. We would appreciate that. Um, but until next time, we will catch you guys later. <laughs>